What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Black Soul Podcast. We're Black Creators are faced with a dose of reality. I am your host, OBJ, and we're joined by a special guest here tonight. So, uh, yes, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, I'm Roz. I'm a licensed esthetician in the DMV area, specializing in acne and skin of color. And I'm a born and raised Washingtonian. Okay, okay, dope, dope, dope. So today's bio topic is personal skincare. Um, I kind of want to make that focus more into like, uh, kind of like the skincare routine, like growing up, so especially more to that caters to the black community, black people, because I feel like, you know, uh, you know, when it comes to skin or even hair or anything like that, that is just, uh, everybody's routine is very different. So we're gonna kind of dive into more of like your experiences with your skin routine and things like that that kind of help your, help yourself get treated. So uh, I want to kind of start off because you're an esthetician. Uh, when did your passion first, or get, how did you first got started being inspired into being an esthetician and what motivated you to keep doing it? Um, well, first I was really interested in makeup. Um, I really wanted to be a makeup artist, um, but I soon realized that maybe that's not exactly what I wanted to do. And I really wanted to focus on the actual skin because you can't have great makeup without having um, a nice base. So I went into school for esthetology and my passion for it just kind of increased, especially learning more about, you know, skin health and um, all the ingredients that are in your skincare um, and skin diseases and things like that. Okay, okay. Because uh, I because when it comes to like skincare, like I, I think it's really important for everybody to kind of get more knowledge and more uh, uh, experience with that. Because I don't think everybody uh, maybe not know or have awareness of how to uh, treat their skin. Uh, maybe they have learned from different routines from maybe their family. Because I usually I think they usually. In my opinion, starts from the household, either from your mom or, or, or parents or anything of that nature, uh, probably alongside from like friends and people that you're close with in more of the school settings and things like that. But now we're driving to more of the space of YouTube so people can kind of like, you know, tap into like the social media aspect of learning from different influencers, makeup artists and things of that nature. Um, so tell us a little bit more of your experiences like as a kid like growing up as far as like taking care of your skin and, and also an extension of your hair um as a kid I definitely did not have a skincare routine at all I can't even remember okay. having like full-blown steps or anything like that I was definitely wash your face with soap and run out the house type of kid um yeah. and with my hair my mom always took care of my hair I was very hands-off when it came to beauty, I was not doing any of that. Um, but now I realized like the importance of having a skincare routine. I mean, it's skin, skin is your largest organ and you need to wash your skin or your face and as well as your body. And because I know you kind of like, uh, I've been following you for a bit, so I know you've been always emphasizing like sunscreen and water. <laughs> hey, there we go. There we go. So uh, can, you t- can you tap into more of like, you know, as far as like the content that you post, especially more in the social media space about why like sunscreen is very really important uh, and your experience, you know, doing this whole sunscreen and why you kind of like, where did you kind of like, 
like tap into that you like using skills for you? Where did like first started? And it was some of the information that you kind of spread out in social media as far as pertaining to sunscreen. Um, well, of course, being in school, learning more about um, skin diseases, especially skin cancer. Um, and because a lot of um, black people or people of color really felt like sunscreen wasn't needed because we have melanin. So we already have a layer of protection from the sun. And while that is true, we don't have 100% protection from the sun. And um, skincare is needed. I mean, sunscreen is needed. You have to wear it every day, 15 to 30 minutes before you leave the house. It protects you from UVA and UVB rays, premature aging, fine lines and wrinkles, um, and skin cancer. The sun does not discriminate. So I feel like that's one of the biggest things I try to impress upon people is that you should have a skincare routine, but the most important thing is SPF. You gotta have it. Okay, okay. And like, what are what are some other experiences that you probably heard from maybe like other estheticians, maybe makeup artists, people who kind of take care of their skins? Like, have you ever learned anything as far as like their experiences with them? Maybe some uh, new techniques or uh, skills that you develop as esthetician? Learning it from other people? Yeah, like any any person that you was probably like inspired by or probably learned from, whether it comes from an in-person or maybe a social media, YouTube kind of space. Um, on Twitter, I follow like every possible Black esthetician there is, um, especially chemist, because I'm not a chemist, but I like to know exactly what I'm putting on my skin. And I feel like now in this day and age, everyone is trying to be a little more health conscious. So people really want to know, um, like, what are these ingredients? Where are they coming from? Is it a chemical? Is it going to harm me? Um, so I'm definitely learning more about ingredients, different techniques as far as like layering products, um, even how to apply sunscreen when you have on makeup. Like I learned that from another esthetician that you can apply sunscreen on top of your makeup and you should be reapplying it every two hours, which most people did not know. Every two hours? Every two hours. Oh, damn. Uh, so, like, um, as far as, like, you know, because I'm, I'm also trying to learn more about this as well, because uh, I have my own routine when it comes to, like, skincare routine. And I'm very, like, from my experience, I'm very, like, minimal. So I don't like to put too much of everything because, like, you know, this they have so many different ingredients, so many different chemicals and things of that nature. So I try to keep it really minimal as far as, like, you know, uh, I use, like, charcoal or black soap or, you know, uh, when it comes to like rinsing my face uh, or just uh, sharing products to use for my hair, my beard, especially since I've grown it since the last what two years or so. So, like, what would you what would you say for like you know helping more of like skincare other than sunscreen that they'll help for more the kids to like as men if you know anything of that of that sort. Um, it's always tricky for men, um, especially like my male clients, either they don't know anything about their own skin or nothing about skincare products in general. And I try to keep it very basic for them because I know they're not going to do a 20 step routine. It's just not happening. Um, but most people just need a basic cleanser, toner, moisturizer and sunscreen. Just four simple products. It gets tricky, especially when men have beards and trying to find the right products to help them, especially with 
ingrown hairs or dryness, things like that. So it really depends when I see their skin, but I try to keep it very, very simple and minimal, like you said. Okay, and then what, what would you say what like your experience as far as like maybe older adults or uh, maybe parental parental figures and people of older ages that like you know are maybe probably little can be hard with it sometimes or maybe a little stubborn mm-hmm. you know with their ways and their traditions are and from that aspect is you know did you learn anything or you probably uh, challenge them as far as their skin routine and talk to people of, like older people other than like millennials within your age group? And also, were there things from them that you learned as far as your uh, skincare routine and, you know, uh, I guess other proper hygiene and things of that nature? Um, When it comes to older patients, like you said, they typically are very stubborn because they've probably been using the same skincare um, products for years. And that's just what they like and what they use. Um, So with patients like that, you really have to prove it to them. You have to show them that the product is worth it. I usually um, test products on people just to show them like, oh, this is what you should be using. This is how it feels. This is the benefits from it. Um, I usually let people think it over. I give them like informational brochures and things like that. Um, But most of them are still using like Noxzema, like old school stuff that their mother or grandmother was using. Um, So it's really just about product education really with them and also when i okay also when it comes to like i guess foods and things other than you know water like is there any other like uh food habits that you got into like maybe meal preps or anything that, that kind of helps you uh with your skin routine um i'm so awful at meal prepping like i hate it i i just don't like to do it i do it sometimes but i absolutely hate it um, I really cut out like a lot of sugary like sodas and things out of my diet. I typically only drink water or like fruit juice, maybe a tea here and there. Um, because I've, I'm like iron deficient, I have to eat certain like leafy greens, beans, all types of things like that. Um, so I always try to like eat the rainbow when it comes to my diet. Um, and typically I tell a lot of patients that most times their skin issues are either genetics or it could be your diet. And I usually like to tell them they should go see a nutritionist just so they can get, um, you know, a better answer for their issues. Cause sometimes it's not what they're doing with skincare products. It's really what they're consuming. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you said that because as far as genetics, I think that's also another factor that comes to like skincare routine because like, you can't just, like, anybody can just pop into, like, oh, just because, like, maybe a YouTuber or influencer or makeup artist, you know, especially with this day and age of, uh, you know, social media and everything like that, that, like, they show you a routine, but that routine may not be beneficial to you as far as your skin and your genetics. Uh, what was some kind of controversies that you had with some people, maybe some clients or people that you dealt with as far as, like, sharing those kind of skin skincare routines? And um, things that you help to kind of resolve that other than like, you know, uh, that more caters to more the genetics and their, their skincare. Um, I notice a lot of people will come in and say that they watch some, you know, beauty blogger use these products and now they've used them. Um, every time I tell a patient that I hate witch hazel, um, they act like they've seen a ghost. Like, I absolutely hate it. It's so drying. It's probably 
the worst thing ever. I don't want anyone to use witch hazel. If you're watching this right now, throw the witch hazel in the trash. I hate it. It's absolutely awful. And most times that's what's causing um, a disruption in someone's skin because it's so dry and it's drying them out. Or people who use alcohol or people who are obsessed with using Dove Bar Soap. Stop it. Dude, you just got to stop. But also, it's nice to watch videos of people on YouTube who have this like extensive skincare routine because, I mean, everyone loves self-care, but you all don't have the same skin. You don't have the same issues. Like, you can't. Skincare is not a one-size-fits-all. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then also because, like, uh, I also talk, like, you know, I'm also learning about, like, you know, as far as, like, maybe shower routines to help, like, you know, as far as, like, not being too long, you know, that because your skin may be dry up or, you know, uh, uh, one thing I've learned, um, I don't know if it's accurate or not, because I'm still learning so much that, you know, when it comes to, like, when it came to a routine of showering, so I would, like, you know, use a sponge or whatever and, like, exfoliate and, like, soap out myself. And then, you know, I'll make the water run, like maybe a warm, like like temperature kind of water. And then I'll hop in and I'll like, you know, you know, let the water run and soap out. Because if I stay in the shower too long, you know, my skin will start to dry out and things like that. Have you experienced like uh, as far as different routines that I'll like, as far as maybe like a shower procedure or anything like that, that'll help, you know, people uh, help with their skincare routine and things that you experience that kind of like, you know, well, was maybe more damaging to the skin as far as like a, a shower kind of wash up routine. Um, I have a routine for almost like every part of my body just because oh, man. I'm extra. Like I only use certain types of soaps on my body. Then I have certain products that I use like on my butts. Like I have butt oils and butt mask. Like I have all types of stuff. I almost have too much skincare. Um, but a lot of people suffer from like body acne. Um, mm-hmm. So they can't use like the typical over the counter, um, like, I don't know, uh, Irish spring or things like that. So it takes a little more research to find out exactly what is breaking you out. Some people just have pee acne bacteria on their body other people have maybe like a fungus that is causing issues on their body so you really have to determine which one it is so then you can find the right types of products and the right routine for you i always try and tell people to not use scalding hot water i know we love those hot showers but it's doing more damage in the long run just because of how much it dries out your skin you're body has natural oils on it and if you're using that scolding hot water you're basically removing all the good oil off your body yeah and what would you say because like uh for me like i have pretty much like i guess oily skin uh and then there's people that don't have like too much i don't know for you like do you have like oily skin dry skin or like uh uh maybe i don't know if anybody ever had a balance of both but like it's always usually here oily skin or like i have like like dry skin uh, so what would you what would you say from maybe talking from other people who maybe have experienced more of a dry skin and they don't really have oily skin and other people who have oily skin and like kind of like the separation as far as like you know taking care of your skin compared to those two? Um, so I have combination skin, so I'm kind of in the middle of the two. Um, okay. It's really important to know what your skin type 
is just so you're using the right products. Like someone who has oily skin can't use the same type of cleanser that someone who has dry skin has. Like if you have oily skin, you should typically use more gel cleansers. If you have dry skin, you should use a cleanser that's more creamy and foamy. Um, So yeah, you really have to determine at first what's your skin type and then you can build a routine off of that. But then there are people who have combination skin. There are people who have sensitive skin um so it's all about the skin type first then you build the routine off of that and I feel like a lot of people don't know how to categorize their skin which is why you should go see an esthetician like typically people may say their skin is oily um but your skin could really just be congested so it appears that way but it may not actually be that And what would you say also, because I don't know, like, as far as your target audience, as far as the people who come to you, uh, have there ever been experiences as far as maybe kids? Because I feel like, you know, I think it's important for kids to, like, at least learn some basic forms of these kind of things. Because I think, like, you know, you know, just because they're kids, you know, they're just kind of, like, going in, you know. I remember back when I was little, like, my mom would just constantly, like, brush my hair, try to brush me up and everything like that. And that was kind of like my bonding moment with her as far as like learning certain products. But I, I think that she wasn't fully aware, in my opinion, as far as like what, something that would cater to my skin, because I will usually express to her like, oh, well, I have oily skin, you know, maybe this is not working or maybe this is working or something like that. Um, you know, when it came to shea butter, cocoa butter, whatever the kind of, kind of experience that I had growing up as a kid. So is have you ever experienced like talking to maybe like parents or kids, parents with kids or kids, uh, as far as their routine and how that may be important as far as growing up to, to kind of better their skin? Um, there are some of my patients who have brought their children in with them or um, have booked a facial for their kids to come in and like see me. But I feel like it's harder to work with the younger kids just because of social media, because they're seeing all of the, you know, beauty gurus and everyone online. So they're following those exact routines and those are probably not the best ones for them or they're using too many products too soon and they don't really need to um, have an extensive skincare routine like that. Um, But I do prefer if a lot of my clients would come in and bring their children just so their children can know as well. Um, I had one patient, she brought her daughter in and her daughter was so anxious about just getting a facial just because she sees all of the products that her mother uses and it was very overwhelming for her. But I was telling her she only needed three products max while her mother uses like six, but you all have different skin. So it's all different. And so what would you say to like, uh, probably because like when it comes to the whole, the whole mask thing too, like, you know, you have the, um, I forgot what's called the, the black mask as well. Like the kind of, uh, Pill-offs, uh, the more the, the facial relaxers that kind of like you kind of leave on your skin. Because I think there's different probably products of those. Mm-hmm. And w- like, what do you would say like as far as your experience with them? Maybe the ones that probably work, maybe ones that haven't worked for you. Uh, you know, if you collaborate on those things. Um, those black like charcoal peel-off masks are yeah. the absolute worst. 
<laughs> types of mask cookies. Awful. They're so bad. Um, because they can cause like micro tears in your skin. They're too rough. It's yeah. throw them in the trash. Like little sheet masks that have like serums in them. Those are nice. They're relaxing. They're not necessarily going to change your skin overnight. But they're a nice treatment to use every once in a while, like after you do your skincare routine, you know, for some self-care, drink some wine, put a little face mask on. But like any of those rip-off masks, absolutely not. Throw them in the trash. Leave them alone. So uh, what would be like other alternatives, you know, because I I don't know also how that can maybe apply to like a difference with, you know, people with dry or, or rough skin or even oily skin. Like, uh, maybe if there's other alternatives to help alleviate that kind of thing when you have like um we call those things like the uh those markups that kind of like like are we call I'm I'm losing my term. Like um it's like those little things that those little pores when you, when the pores open and it kind of like those little nasty things comes out your skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always nasty to, to kind of describe it. So what would you describe why would you uh, uh I guess tell people for those who maybe or try to use a mask like the carcal mask or anything like that if there's any alternates as far as like based on their kind of skin type um go see an esthetician um (laughs) (laughs) i uh like i will give some of my patients sheet masks that i have in the office but it's by um what they call a medical skin grade company um so sheet masks like that are fine. I don't want people to use poor refiner strips or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. I recommend people to use pimple patches. Now those work, okay. especially because I don't want people to pop pimples themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Just because most people use their fingers. And if you use your fingers, you're pushing the dirt, the sebum, the pus oh, yeah. further down into your skin. So I'd rather you not. But if you use a pebble patch, it basically um, draws out the bacteria and dries it up. Um, But yeah, uh, leave the mask alone. Go see an esthetician. Don't pop your pimples. And another thing, your pores don't open and close. Okay. But most people think they do. Some people's pores appear larger than others, but they don't open and close. There are ways to reduce the size of them and how they look. But yeah. you can't necessarily shrink them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Somebody, I, I was reading some of the comments, and somebody said uh, to book you, <laughs> to book me. <laughs> you know, I said, yeah, you know, I, I, people should book you. Uh, I think you know you're very well knowledgeable about uh, as far as skincare routine. You know, I've been following you as far as like uh, using sunscreen, uh, especially drinking water, water, uh, because with me, uh, I, I'm getting back into like working out. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm also trying to like be very diligent as far as like because like you said you have a thing for every different part of the body. I think that people should be able to be aware and more knowledgeable about different parts of the body, what they should use, what's not to use. Um, they should book you definitely, and also because um, I think it's really important, especially for like black people, you know, uh, to make it more of an extension of that. So I'm gonna go, maybe go a little bit off topic as far as like the hair treatment as well. Uh, I think that's also another part of uh, personal care that people should more cater to. So can you probably tell us your experience as far as your hair routine, your hair kind of treatment? And uh, we'll start off from like a younger age. How was when you were you as a kid 
um, growing up with, you know, trying to treating your hair? Um, well, when I was younger, my mom started my locks when I was probably like two or three. Um, and I have two older sisters, so we all had locks. Um, and when we were growing up, there weren't a lot of people around in the city that had locks. So people kind of saw us as the other. Um, but my mom always took care of our hair. She greased our scalp. She did all of that. But eventually she told us, okay, now you need to learn how to do it yourself because I'm not going to be doing your ponytails anymore. Um, so I had to learn how to do my own hair that way. But um, my mom always kind of was on top of my hair care. But now that I'm older, um, I definitely look more into like what I'm putting into my hair, especially um, products when it comes to styling my hair or retwisting my hair. I can't use like that Murray's beeswax and things like that, like stuff that causes buildup in your hair. Like I try to avoid as much as possible. Um, I go to Lock Love Salon in DC. If any of you all have locks, go to Lock Love, tell them I sent you. Um, and I have a hairstylist because I'm like, look, there's some things I just can't do on my own and I need to yeah. refer to the outside. But the shampoo that they use in the salon is the shampoo that I use at home. I try to keep it very consistent. I don't typically use conditioner on my hair. If you have locks, you really shouldn't be using conditioner because you don't want to make it softer than what it is, really, because you don't want it to loosen. Um, but yeah, I put natural hair oil in my hair, spray with some water, and I'm out the door. Not too much. Very low maintenance with my hair. Okay. And how would you say with the support factor? So let's talk about more than the supportive aspect of like, you know, getting into uh, skincare and that kind of business. How, how has it been for you as far as the support you've been receiving for like uh, family, friends, uh, acquaintances, strangers, maybe other business uh, entrepreneurs and things of like that? Um, I've definitely been getting more and more support. I definitely should make a business page. My Instagram is very much so just personal um but I feel like I get a lot of engagement now that I talk more about skincare there's always people going to the store and buying sunscreen and saying I was the one who helped them make the choice so I really appreciate that um all of my family they come and get services from me like everyone in my family either comes gets the facial they get waxed um microneedling I'm always doing something on somebody in the family, on my sisters, on my mom. Um, even my daughter, I do little facials with her too. Got to start her off young. She got to have a skincare routine too. She got sunscreen too. We got to do all of it. Everybody got to have a routine. Um, but yeah, I definitely get a lot of support. Um, even from strangers too. Um, even from like, I went and got my belly button pierced today and my piercer, her and I went to the same beauty school. So now we're going to cross services i'm like this is great and yeah, no that's dope and how has been like i guess the connection like you know the growing trying to grow your platform uh you know probably having more of the brand and you probably like you said building your website as far as that uh how as far as like the connecting aspect as far as like the more in the business field has been as far as like you know meeting with other estheticians and other makeup artists and things like that um I feel like I have a friend that does everything. 
Like uh, one of my friends does, you know, like branding and marketing, um, logo designs, all types of stuff like that. So I'm plugged in. All of my friends are helping me out. We trade services. We get it all together. Um, Because I'm definitely not a super business savvy person. Like I definitely would need help building, of course, platforms and websites and pages and things like that. Um, But I know somebody for everything. And I'm gonna get it together. Hey, that's dope. That's dope. And um, so another thing as far as like maybe the business, like how? Well, what are some probably the starting phase of you kind of venturing into the business, like like tying in business with esthetician? Because I know you're still learning about that. But for me, for example, being an artist, being like a graphic artist, or a sketch artist. Um, digital artist too. I've just been recently gone into digital art, like maybe about the past two, three years ago. And then I was just like, even even prior to that, I was just like, oh, like you know, I can make money off of this. And then people are really digging my passion and, and the things that my creativity as well. And so, how did that start off for you? Like, when did you know that, like you know, I can make money off of this? And then how did it grow from there? Um, when I was in beauty school, um, for like the first. 10 weeks we're in a classroom like learning all about you know the fundamentals of skincare skin diseases all that extra stuff um and then for the other portion of school we're inside of like a spa setting so we're taking actual like clients um and we don't get paid for that that's just basically practice from the school but I started getting tips and I was like oh okay I can make some money washing some faces um so I definitely saw it then when I was in school and then I started um, interning at where I work now before I got the position. And I was like, wow, this is a a lucrative business. Everyone wants to look good. Everyone needs their skin to be nice and glowing. And now more than ever, the masks are starting to come off. Everyone wants their skin to go back to normal. So I'm going to make money forever. Hey, uh, that's 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 what it's about, and like, and also to like uh, to elaborate on that too. Like, how's it been for you during the pandemic season? Like, you know, from last year and then this year, you know, trying to like maintain your business, trying to get yourself more out there, you know, trying to get more exposures, your name out there, and to, to get more clients and customers. How has it been for you from last year uh, through the process of the pandemic? Um, the pandemic definitely put a halt on everything. I wasn't working for about. I would say like eight months or so. Um, and I really had to step up like my protection for me and my patients, especially because I can't give you a facial with a mask on. Like you have to take it off. And a lot of people didn't feel, you know, comfortable coming back into a setting where they were going to be so close to me and not having protection. So I, I bought this like huge shield that goes over top of patients' heads, basically. It's like their head is in a box. And I'm giving them a facial to make them feel more comfortable. Um, But now business has actually picked up more. Um, And I think that's also because of the mask, because people are suffering and having what they call mask knee. Um, So now people more than ever are running back into the office because they want to get their skin back under control. Um, or they need to purchase more skincare products because they ran out and couldn't get more because we were closed. Um, so it's picking up again, but it was really bad for a short period of time during the pandemic. Okay, okay. And uh, 
who would you say was more of your, uh, if, it, if it comes to mind, like your top ins- inspirations of as far as like getting into esthetician? Like who are some people that probably came to mind, um, if you want to shout them out or not, that like kind of kept you motivated or grounded to that esthetician field and, you know, to kind of pursue, uh, to navigate more into it? Um, I would definitely say just, um, my spa sisters when I was in school, like we all kind of, um, stayed close after we all graduated. Um, especially my spa sister, Crystal, she always helps me. She has her own suite. She's in Virginia. Um, anything I need, Crystal is going to have it for me. Like, if I have a question, if I ran out of something, like, she's always there to help me out. And I'm always there for her, too. Um, but, yeah, she's kind of like a big sister to me. So all of my spa sisters, we really help keep each other going because school was awful for a short period of time. It's really bad. And also, what would you say, like, um, as far as, because, you know, we're in the age of innovation and technology and things of that mm-hmm. sort. Uh, do you have any kind of like thoughts of like how it's going to probably progress and what are your future goals as far as like, are you going to still, still be an esthetician? Do you feel like expanding more out into other areas? Uh, what, what are your kind of like goals and your mindset going with that? Um, I definitely see um, there being more estheticians in the future. I feel like this field is going to start to boom even more now that people are more aware of what it is. Most times I would tell people I'm an esthetician. They're like, what is that? Like, what are you talking about? But I feel like now people are more aware of um, the position. I definitely want to have my own space, my own suite, my own spa, not a huge company, but just me so I can service my patients more, um, more in depth, more, more, a deeper connection with my patients. Um, but yeah, I just want to branch out and do my own thing, basically. So you, you, you don't think of, so you, you want more of in a local scale, not more of like a global scale? Opposed either way. If this could go yeah. global, it'll go global. If I can get one celebrity client, hey. that'll be perfect for me. Um, but I definitely want to branch out more to have my own to spread my wings. Um, yeah. If I can travel and be like a traveling esthetician, I'll do that too. Um, hey. I'm open to all possibilities. And so, as far as like celebrity, now I'm curious now. Uh, <laughs> what are, what would you say is your top three celebrities in mind that you would love to do? Uh, you know, take care of this skin. Well, um, <laughs> let's see, let's see. Drake, if you're out there, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're watching, holla at me. I can take care of that skin. Like, let me transform you. Also, if it's any local talent, then he's an esthetician. Yeah. Holla at me. Like, let me take you to the next level. You can't be out here on stage looking crusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, let me. 
let me upgrade you. Let me do something. <laughs> it don't matter who it is. If somebody know Ari Linux, tell her holla at me. Somebody know Wale, tell him he need a facial too. Okay. Wait, so you said you said uh, Drake, uh, Ari Linux, Wale, somebody hook it up. <laughs> Anybody, hook it up. Hey, okay, okay. So I, I think I think it's like you know you being on on Instagram and you know trying to be on that social media page. Uh, it has helped uh, a lot of people, and uh, I think having more of a, a brand and website and everything attached and kind of going into more of the market space of, you know, knowing how to promote yourself, uh, you know, because you said that uh, prior to, you know, us recording, you know, you're not too used to being like a public speaker, but, you know, uh, you know, seeing your energy as far as the IG Live and your personality is just like, I feel like it, it meshes well. And I think people need to see more of that. And then blending in with you being an esthetician and things of that nature will kind of like help, uh, you know, grow more clients, more customers and things of that nature. So, uh, that's my way of saying best wishes to you on, as part of that journey, because and also you know Jake, like I said, Jake, Aaron Lennox, anybody out there, you know, look her man, don't don't be wasting no time. You know what I'm saying? Everybody needs their, their skin to be taken care of. Everybody needs that kind of routine. You know what I'm saying? So definitely book her. So yeah, um, I think like just uh to kind of almost close out, you know, as far as the the marketing stuff, like maybe the brand. Uh, is is there more of a brand title, or do you think of like uh you know, have you tapped into more of like the brand idea and how to kind of like market yourself and then get into more of that kind of learning experiences with that? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm working with someone now. Like, I already got the name for my spot. Okay. I'm getting the design together. I'm getting the marketing together. I'm building the page as we speak. So I'll be releasing all of that soon we shall see when but um i'm definitely tapping in because i do need a separate presence from roz on instagram mother roz and also roz the esthetician so i need to you know definitely separate the two um but i'm working on it because it's time for me to flourish hey hey so to, uh, to close out um i like to call this segment uh a dose of reality so it's pretty much uh like a harsh truth or reality for people who wants to probably be an esthetician who's probably being in the field of trying to take care of their skin uh things like that so it's basically it's not like i wouldn't like to call it an advice because you know when people hear an advice you know it's like an in and out thing you know they take it or leave it with it so this is like more of like in your face like harsh reality this is the truth this is what goes on behind the scenes of being an esthetician this is what happens when you're in the actual field and then doing the, the groundwork of being an esthetician or even people who's trying to try to learn more of their skincare routine and things of that nature. So what would you say as far as like a dose of reality or, you know, a harsh truth that you would uh, like to share to people out there that's getting into probably esthetician and also trying to take care of their skin? Um, I feel like as far as being an esthetician, I feel like most people think it's a very like low maintenance type of job. But it's exhausting. Um, mm -hmm. Taking care of other people's skin and being on top of them and um, creating treatment plans for people is it's not easy. Um, and you also need to be honest with yourself and your patients. If you're not capable of something, it's better to be honest now than to have yeah. issues down the road. Because if you damage someone's skin, 
you will get in trouble for it. Yeah. <laughs> like you could lose your license if you get enough complaints. Um, but also um, managing those expectations for your patients. A lot of people think they're going to come in and get one thing and then they're done. But a lot of people yeah. need to be on treatment for months, like at least minimum five months. Um, so I would say just being honest with yourself and with your patients, because it's not simple at all. Okay, dope, dope, dope. All right, so this is the closeout part of the, the podcast uh, and also the last thing of uh, Instagram. Uh, so you can follow us at the Black Post Society. You know, we have more content, more dope things, more special guests coming soon. Um, this is pretty much almost the closing episodes as far as we want to take a break. We'll go come back on um, July 16th. So be sure to stay tuned. We have more amazing content, more things coming in store. So make sure you follow at the Black Post Society. Uh, we have a Patreon also. So you can look at the link in our bio, you know, sign up to our Patreon. This is as low as a dollar. You get more content, more exclusive access to what goes on and uh, just more conversation. So make sure you sign up, support our content and things of that nature to help us grow. And uh, where could they follow you, uh, Rob? You can follow me here on Instagram at Mugraz. You can also follow me on Twitter under the same name. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Tap in. If you ever have any questions about your skin, you can always DM me. I check my DMs regularly. I will charge you eventually if you keep asking me 45 questions in the DM. But you can ask me something simple like, hey, do you think this is a good product? Should I use this? I'm always open to helping people start their skincare journey. Hey, that's dope, that's dope. And I am your host, OBJ. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at T-H-E-O-B-I-J-A-Y. You know, uh, I hope this was very informative. I hope this helped a lot of people, you know, especially having Ross and, and, and you know, part of this live and, you know, teaching us, you know, sharing her gems as well. So, and, you know, also tell us your thoughts and experiences, you know, as far as your skincare, things of that nature. Uh, this episode, this live section is still going to be available. So even after it ends, you can still watch it back, you know, so you can like look at it, watch it later, you know, share with your friends, you know, make sure you book her, you know what I'm saying? Do not slack, book her, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, <laughs> make sure you get your sunscreen too, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> make sure you get your sunscreen. Yeah, so this close out. I appreciate you for being a part of the uh, podcast and this live section, and we'll definitely keep in touch. So make sure you, you know, also to continue growing your business, to keep supporting her as well. And uh, I'm looking forward to your website when that kind of, uh, you know, gets into the into the social media page. Yay! All right, so this close out, and I uh, hope everybody have a good night and peace out.